No, you won't. What do you mean? Oh, you're gonna love this. You really are. I got a surprise for you. I volunteered to be a chaperone. Chaperone? Yeah, I'm gonna be here all night. Isn't it great? Hey, kid, would you take our picture? This is gonna be wonderful. Hi. Welcome back to AO OA, the Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. And as much as our dog and our children are going to try to keep that from happening, we're going to fight on. <coughs> you're yes. you're going to hear a bell ring every 10 minutes, probably. And a child stumbled out here, but we're going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. So we're and For those of you who don't know, the bell ringing is when the dog wants to go outside. We've... we've uh, trained him to ring a bell yes it was possibly at first i thought it was the best thing we had accomplished this year now i think it was the worst thing we accomplished this year because it rings throughout the entire house yes (laughs) all right so we have a little bit (laughs) i can't get past the new little breaking news sound effect (laughs) i love it we have a little bit of who's the boss news So last week, Alyssa Milano was on the Today Show promoting the latest edition of her Hope series, which will, it's a a young adult books. I think they're like graphic novels, kind Mm -hmm. of. Our kids love those types of books, so I'll be getting them for them. Um, It comes out on October 6th, and this time the main character, whose name is Hope, the series of books is Hope, and this time Hope is going to be running for class president. So it seems like a cute little series. I'm interested to get them. Yeah. But while she was on the Today Show, she discussed the Who's the Boss reboot. Let's hear what she had to say. Joy, you've made a lot of people happy. They're excited to hear about the Who's the Boss reboot moving forward. What can you share about that? (laughs) Yay. Oh, I am so excited. I'm so excited. First of all, I mean, what a blessing to uh, start my career at such a young age and have a show still be relevant all of these these years later but i think the thing that made who's the boss so special then um was the fact that it was so progressive for that time if you think about it angela was a single mom she was divorced she had her own business Mm -hmm. she owned her own house um and then she you know she had a cougar mother i think (laughs) mona was the first cougar on tv right and then she hired uh, a man to come in and and help clean the house and and take care of her her kids um so that was really progressive for the time so so this this version this we're calling it a sequel um i i hope will be as progressive for this time that we're in now um, and really be able to, cause when you watch, I mean, it's, it's available on Amazon prime right now. And I've been watching a lot of the old episodes and it was, I mean, it was a family show, but the, the comedy was definitely adult. Like we, it's funny. You notice that now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> yeah. Milano, thanks so much for joining us. Al Roker was done with her. Yeah. yeah. Cut it right off. <laughs> right. All, done. All done now. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, so that was exciting. Yeah. Little, little tidbits. Um, I like that she's rewatching. Alyssa, come listen with us. Come rewatch with us. But much like the experience we're having, she's realizing that a lot of these jokes went over her head. And she was there. Yeah. She wasn't just watching. <laughs> yeah, but she had no idea. I right. know, she was a kid. Yeah. So just like when our, they go, the jokes go over our kids' heads. Right. But that was cute. Yeah, it was good. It's always nice to hear new information and okay so and we're closing in on season one we're on episode 18 already wow what is it it's 24 no 22 22 oh that's even more exciting and the last one's a very good one so i'm very excited about that one okay so today's is season one episode 18 the title is called double date it first aired february 26th 1985 The original TV Guide summary says, While chaperoning the school dance, Tony embarrasses Samantha when her friends see him kissing their teacher. One of my favorite things about the beginning of this episode is Angela talking to the plant as she's coming out of the kitchen. I know. She's so cute. I know. I know. That's, uh, that is funny because she's like, is that better? Yeah. (laughs) She gave it some water. But it's like something we'd probably do. 
I just, it's funny because like we watch these episodes so closely for this podcast that that's something I'd never noticed before, but it is very cute. So yeah, so she comes out of the kitchen. She's talking to a plant. Samantha comes home and it appears she just got done with a, ba- a baseball game. I always get that wrong. A baseball game. Yes. But she's very preoccupied in front of the mirror, like checking her hair, checking her face. Like she and, doesn't even know who won the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Angela asked, asked her what's up and she's like, I'm pretty sure that Bobby is going to ask me to this cool dance. So at this point, we've heard the name Bobby before because at the end of Samantha's growing up, the phone rings and it's Bobby. And she says, hi, Bobby. And then she makes some comment about oh. how he's a klutz, but he's so cute. Oh, and they carried that over. Yes, and so now we meet Bobby. So Sam says says that, so old lady Scranton, has, which is Samantha's teacher at school, has come up with this idea to have a school dance. And she's pretty sure Bobby's going to ask her. Bobby and Tony aren't home yet. I guess she must have run ahead of them to come in the house so she could freshen up. Um, and she's telling Angela, like, I'm kind of worried that dad's not going to let me go to the dance. And Angela's like, don't worry, I'll take care of him. And she borrows a brush from Angela to, like, brush her hair real cute. It's a very sweet it, it Angela is. and Samantha Yeah, moment. it's almost like a mother-daughter moment. Right. You know, she's like, I'll take care of him or whatever. Right. I'll talk to him. And you can tell that Samantha's, like, good with, like, she is happy with that. Right. And it's sweet because Angela does feel like that mother role. But she also can do it in a way where she can be more of like an ally for Samantha because she's Mm -hmm. not really her mother. So she has no, like she doesn't have to worry about any of the discipline stuff. She just gets to do the fun stuff like an aunt. (laughs) Right. But but being her mother figure. So Tony, Bobby, and Grover Mm. come in. Oh, Grover. Yes. And Bobby is played by Peter Billingsley. So I'm sure everybody recognizes Peter Billingsley as Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Yep. I looked it up, and A Christmas Story was shot in 1983. So that movie had already been, was already out when this episode aired. Okay. But when I was reading the Wikipedia for A Christmas Story, it said that it gained its audience over time. So I don't necessarily... Yeah, I always thought that about that movie, that it was... uh, that it, that it developed, not developed, but like when like a movie goes to DVD, sometimes right. it gets legs or whatever. Right. Yes. And so I think that was the case with this movie. So while he may have been known for it, I don't think that Christmas Story was as popular as a movie as it is now. Oh, that's interesting. Because I was wondering if like him being on the show was like a big, a big deal. I don't I mean? think so. But you're right. I don't think it was because Christmas yeah. Story didn't. I don't think it got popular until... Yeah, I feel like it was almost when I was in high school. I feel yeah, like in the nineties, like for some reason, like TBS started rerunning it, mm-hmm. and then on Christmas, mm-hmm. and they started doing the twenty-four hour marathon, and then a Christmas story was huge after that. So yeah, well, good for him because I'm sure he gets residuals from that. So um, Peter Billingsley has also been in Elf, which I if do you remember him in that movie? Which I think is funny because it's a Christmas movie. Also. Yes, I do remember him in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's one of the he's one of the uh, workers at Santa's workshop. Right. It? Yeah. And yes, because I was like, I, I couldn't remember if he directed it or if he was in it, but John Favreau directed it. Yeah, so he and kinda, he was in it. Right. So he but had didn't he write has like it a thing. Um, I don't think he write it? wrote it, but he has worked as a producer and director, and mm. he has worked with John Favreau quite a few times, yeah, and, and Vince like Vaughn friends. also, yeah, so I feel like, friends. yeah, they have like a little, and he also, um, I think, worked with John Favreau on that show he did, Dinner for Five, mm. which okay. is where celebrities would sit down and have dinner, and then it was like conversation. It was a pretty interesting show. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that is Peter Billingsley, and I looked him up, and he is quite handsome these days, so I'm thinking for the reboot... Maybe they rekindle. Bobby comes back. Bobby comes back. Maybe Bobby's who (laughs) Samantha ended up marrying. Right. And now she's a single mom. Oh. Maybe Bobby's dead. Uh, (laughs) No. Oh, I don't know. I know. I wonder if they're going to continue. Or or they're divorced and he's a jerk. Yeah. I wonder who's going to be Samantha's ex or late husband. Because she does get married at the end Mm -hmm. of the series. Spoiler alert. I didn't know that. (laughs) 
Yes, you did. But um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for Peter Billingsley to come back, rekindling your relationship. Bobby moves back into town. He's also divorced. I don't know. Let's see. Let's make oh. it happen. Okay. Like how Co- Cobra Kai ended. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so Bobby, okay. And um, so we have Grover again too. Grover's the mascot of the baseball team. So they all come in. Tony's being Tony. He's like making jokes with Bobby and um, wanting to take him out back so that they can practice because um, Bobby didn't have a very good game. Bobby is, I would say, what. So, like, the, the, the term adorkable, I don't think was really popular back in the 80s. That's more of a, a present term, but I would say that Bobby is the definition of adorkable. Yes. Like, he's a little dork, but yeah. he's so cute. <clears throat> now. Angela knows that Bobby's going to ask Samantha to dance. So she's got to get rid of Tony because Tony's all up in everyone's business at this point. So Samantha asks... Big goof. Yeah. (laughs) So Samantha asks him to make egg creams and go into the kitchen. And at first he wants to take Bobby with him. But Angela's like... I'll show you how to make egg creams. Right. Now, you looked up egg creams, Yeah, the whole time this is going on, I'm like, what (laughs) is an egg cream? So... I remember, I lived in New York briefly mm-hmm. as a child, but I remember once we moved out of New York, my mom always fondly talking of this thing, this drink called an egg cream. And oh, I've really? never Your had mother. Yes. My mother loved that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's something I would like. So tell me what it is. Okay. I want to know. Here's what an egg cream is. It is, an egg cream is a cold beverage consisting of milk, carbonated water and flavored syrup typically chocolate or vanilla despite its name the drink contains neither eggs nor cream <laughs> okay <laughs> that made me laugh it's like just call oh, it is, an egg cream it's yeah, that all is it is really is disappointing milk that's carbonated not, water and flavored syrup no that's not what i was thinking at all oh yeah you prepare it by pouring syrup into the glass adding milk lightly stirring with a spoon then streaming soda water into the just glass like plain- mixing Soda water? Soda water, like carbonated. Like club soda? Yeah. Uh, I would imagine like in a diner or like a, you know what I mean? In a restaurant, it's made better because you get the, 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 the carbonation is probably better when you get it out of the machine. Yeah. Ideally, yeah, the glass is left with two thirds liquid and one third foamy head. Okay. See, I was picturing, so like when I go to Starbucks, I like the cloud macchiato and it's like an egg like it has actual egg whites that are whipped no, to make like this thick cloud and that's what do. i was picturing nope no right. egg in all there. right well the garbage garbage Bring it back is the garbage um they tried to bottle it there were several attempts to bottle it none have been successful <laughs> all right that's all i got about egg creams all right maybe if i were in new york and they still make them i'll try one it's got I'm, it is a new york thing I, is yeah what it said, so. i'm not gonna be very excited okay so Angela gets Tony out of the living room. Samantha gets Angela out of the living room. And now Samantha and Bobby are alone. And Bobby just cannot get the words out. She's trying to help him along, bringing up the dance. Yeah, he's struggling. So finally, he just asks to use the bathroom and leaves. Now, Not leaves, but actually goes to the bathroom. So meanwhile, in the kitchen, I love this line. Angela asks Tony what he thinks about dating. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and he says, I don't know. I think things are going pretty good the way they are. And she's like, no, I mean Samantha. I know. And the funny thing is that normally she glosses over his corny jokes, but she kind of laughed at that one. Right. Yeah, she did. She kind of like yeah. snickers and laughs. Like, <laughs> finally, he got through. Right. So, um, Tony's totally against Samantha dating. He's like, she's 12 years old. There's no way she's going out on a date. This is, of course, when Mona comes in. And Mona's like, oh, she's going to go on a first date. I'm so excited. And he's like, no, she's not. And they're kind of like trying to get him to understand that it's just a school dance and that some of the boys are asking and that, you know, it's not it's not the kind of date that he is thinking. Meanwhile, Mona's like talking back, talking about remembering when she was 12. Right. And then, oh, that's a bad example. Right. Oh, come on, Mona. Like, what happened at 12? <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> and not to mention that she has the joke prior to that where he says a 12-year-old shouldn't be dating and she says, okay, I'll call him back and tell him no. Right. Like she was considering it. Yeah. Which is, which is 
It's just a joke, it, I guess. Right. But. It's a silly little joke, and it's completely innocent. And it's, But I think just, like, today that joke wouldn't go anywhere. So Tony is not having this until he finds out that the 12-year-old boy they're talking about is Bobby. Now, here he says... So he knows Bobby's harmless. He calls him Bobby, throw me an easy one, Michelson. Right. So I think we have another case of the characters being named different things. Because I looked up to see if there was like a baseball player with throw me an easy one, Michelson, as like part of his name. And it's not. So in the credits and on IMDb, Bobby is listed as Bobby Walsh. But Tony calls him Bobby Michelson. So. Yeah, we. I even looked it up because I thought maybe like throw me an easy one. Mike M- Michelson was like a ba- there was a baseball player. Or yeah, something. you know what I mean. I thought there yeah. was some kind of old ba- baseball reference to it. There's nothing. No. So. So it's just a matter of him just saying the wrong last name. <laughs> I think Tony Danza just like to make up different names for the characters. I guess. So. He's he's like that he that is no problem. Bobby's not going to make any moves on Samantha. He'll be lucky if he even makes a move on his wedding night. So Right, and he'll whiff that one. Right, which I had to look that up cuz I didn't know what that meant, but it's a miss. A whiff is a swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bobby. So, um Tony goes out in the living room and he's like, "Oh, that's so great, Bobby, that you asked Samantha to the dance." And Bobby still hasn't actually asked her to the dance. He's still stumbling over all of his words. So Sam finally gets it out of him, and they decide to go to the dance together. Now the night of the dance gets there, and Tony's ready. He's got his camera. Jonathan's ready to uh, interview her date, and Bobby shows up. And I love. When Tony takes a picture of Bobby as he's walking in. Oh, my gosh. That whole scene is so funny. He gets blinded by the flash of the camera, and then he steps on the flowers. I know. Little Bobby. It's so, like... It's so funny. It's, like, so dopey looking. I know. And, like, there's not... I mean, He doesn't know what's going on. I wouldn't say that, like, Peter Billingsley is, like, a fantastic kid actor, but... A lot of his timing in this episode and just the way he delivered the lines was really funny. <laughs> I know. So he calls Tony Mr. Maselli instead of Coach. And Tony's like, what, what, I mean, what's going on? And he's like, well, tonight just feels like a special night. So he wants to be very formal with his date's father. But then Tony makes a reference of... If you're looking for a low and brow, forget it. Right. Is what he says. So, of course, we had to look that up. Right. And there's an old 80s commercial that had a jingle that basically was like, it's a special night. It calls for a low and brow. Yep. Which I do remember those commercials. Yeah. I mean, I I guess adults would still probably get that reference. Yeah. The commercials probably ran during that show. Right, right. But the beer, I mean, that beer doesn't seem very popular today, does it? No, but I think you can still get it in some markets. I actually, it, it's it's a good beer. Really? Yeah, it okay. is. Low and Brow's good. Sorry. So, um, Samantha isn't ready yet, and this is my other favorite thing from Tony. I love, I don't know why I so love the interactions between Tony and Bobby. <laughs> I know they're funny. Yeah, they're really funny because, like, Tony's trying to get some personality out of this kid. It's not going well. And then sometimes Bobby just says things that, like, really hit Tony the wrong way, which is this one where Samantha isn't ready yet. And Tony's like, you know how women are. And Bobby says, can't live with them, can't live without them. And he just looks at Bobby and goes, sit down over there. (laughs) That was pretty funny. So now upstairs. Like easy. Right. (laughs) Upstairs. Angela and Mona are helping Samantha get ready for her date. And again, this is really sweet because they are filling in the mother and grandmother role for Mm -hmm. Samantha. Mona gives her a pin that she wore on her first date to wear. And she also let Angela wear the pin on her first date. Yes. Now, I like when Samantha says, ooh, an antique. Right, she clearly does not know what the definition (laughs) of antique means. Right, because, I mean, I would say Mona's, what, like 56 here, so her first date may have been 12, so, yeah. That pin's, Because antique's 100 years old. Yeah, it's 100, so that pin's probably, like, 42 years old. Yeah, she's like, well, I guess it's getting there. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty funny. 
And then, so they talk about how they each wore it on their first date. And then mm. Angela says, if this pin could talk. And Mona says, would I give it to a little girl? Again. <laughs> so, what went on in Mona's first date? Right. So either they wore this pin on subsequent dates or Hopefully. both Mona and Angela had some sort of sex on their very first date. Yes. <laughs> now, Mona, I wouldn't put it past. But Angela, I mean, come on. She may have worn that pin like... On her wedding night, if anything. Okay, so Samantha's worried that she and Bobby aren't going to have... Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, cats are also trying to deter this podcast by throwing themselves on the dining room table. Sorry. Okay, so Samantha's worried that she and Bobby aren't going to have anything to talk about because normally her dad's there and he kind of controls the conversation and, um, you know is kind of a buffer, so she's never actually been alone with Bobby to know enough about what to talk about. And she really only knows him from, like, the baseball team. Right. Yes. But Angela's like, you know, you'll be fine, and your dad's not going to be there tonight. You're on your own. Like, you've, you can do this. And Samantha says, finally, I get to be alone with a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, down... No, Bobby's a man. I know. Now, downstairs, Bobby and Tony are having a similar conversation because Bobby is also like, I don't know what to talk about. So Tony tells him about his first date with... Joanne Bonjabani. <laughs> bon- oh, I knew I was going to mess it up. Bonjabani. 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 Joanne Bonjabani. Now, I I put that name into Google. Yeah, anything come up? No. Because it's like, at this point, I really feel like these have to be Tony Danza's childhood friends or something. Yeah, bunch of Bonnie. (laughs) And he said that he and Joanne didn't have anything to talk about until he accidentally slammed her leg in the car door. And then she had plenty to say all the way to the emergency room. Which tell you he was older than 12 when he went on his first date. Well, or, or did he slam them his parents' car door? Yeah, like maybe somebody drove him somewhere and he just got the door for All the her. way to the emergency right. room. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so but so that, Tony, that's, that's not point. right, that's yep. not a good story to tell Bobby here. He's already a mess. So then they come downstairs. Yes. So Samantha's all ready to go now. She has her little dress on. She's got the pin, her hair is all done, and Tony's going nuts with the pictures. I know. And you know what? Um, a side note is uh, if you look closely in this episode, it looks like Tony has the, um, I think it was Kodak that made them, the disc camera. Oh, Do you yes. remember those? Yes, I do. It was cutting edge. That right. was like, because it wasn't a roll of film that you had to load. It was a disc. And right, so it, it was a really camera. flat camera. Yeah. Yeah, we, my parents bought one, and I just yep. thought, this is the neatest. And you <laughs> took the disc, and you had it developed. Right, right. And it was like literally a disc. It's pictures of the future. I know, and I was—I noticed in this episode that he has a disc camera. That's anyway. funny. Yes. Yeah. So here, you know, while Angela's filling in as the mom to a point, Tony is still kind of mom and dad because, like, in our house, who takes most of the pictures? Like, I'm the you. one completely you. annoying the kids, but the, taking a thousand pictures before they go do something. Yeah, you're not that annoying, but but. Yeah. But, but I guess you do it. If it was up to me, we'd have a picture when they were like one, and then one at six, and one at ten. Right. But I'm sure in some families, the dad is like the picture taker. I'm sure it can go back and forth. Yeah, I feel but, like maybe that was a thing back then. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but so I mean, I mean, he he has to be because you know he's really both parents here. But what, what's great here is they go to leave, and um, well, a couple of things. First of all, why why does he want to take a picture of Sam and the dog, <laughs> saying goodbye to the dog? Like the dog's going in, the dog's going to, to be put to sleep Aww. after this, so you got to say goodbye. And then Mona wants to be in that picture. Right, Mona's like, I want in on that. I'm like, what? It's, what is happening It's my dog. Right right. Right. I know. And then he keeps giving Bobby problems for a smile, but Samantha's not smiling in any picture. Again, another awkward interaction with with Tony Tony and Bobby. (laughs) Bobby, smile. I said a nice smile, Bobby. Nice (laughs) smile. Poor Bobby. He's so nervous. Yes. But then if you notice, they, they, he, at that point, they're all getting frustrated. And then he puts them at the front door and he says, I want to get one more picture of Fred and Ginger. Yeah. Did you look up that reference? I just know they were like a, I don't. I honestly don't know who they are, but they 
Were they in movies? Yes. And they like danced um, a lot, right? It's Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they were, and they were dancers. It was like they yeah. had, they did like dancing movies. So I just didn't, I didn't know if you knew the reference. Yeah, like I knew, I knew the reference, but I don't know very much about them. So yeah, I, I honestly f- didn't even remember their last names. Yeah, it was, it was Fred Astaire. Well, Fred Astaire, it was huge. Like yeah, he yeah. Did a lot of uh, movies, uh, dance movies. But anyway. That's sorry. cute. Yeah. So then they do that little montage of him taking pictures all the way to the dance. Right. <laughs> they get to the dance. And he's still taking pictures. Right. And uh, Samantha's like, okay, Dad, thanks for the ride. We'll see you later. We'll let you know when we're ready to come home. And Tony's like, oh, no, no, I have a surprise. I'm staying. Mm-hmm. I'm chaperoning the dance. So I'll be here all night and can take plenty of pictures and annoy you the entire time. So Sam isn't happy that her dad is staying. But Bobby's like, eh, let's, you know, he tries to take her mind off of it. And they just go dance and they're talking a little bit on their own. Now, Tony Maselli can't be anywhere for like 10 minutes without finding a woman. Yep. <laughs> So he or starts catching a woman's eye. Right. So he starts talking to this pretty woman at the snack table. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, this old lady's friend had a pretty good idea. This is a really cute dance. And she's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And he's like, oh, my daughter, it's my daughter's teacher, uh, old lady Scranton. And he says, do you know? Oh, and she says, Samantha. And he's like, oh, you know her? And she's like, yes, she's in my class. So we meet old lady Scranton, who is not old at all. Meanwhile, while this is all going on, Bobby is on the floor with Samantha, and he looks like he might be having a seizure <laughs> while he's Poor trying to dance. <laughs> Poor Bobby. Poor Bobby. I know, and like, I feel like they still do it today, but a lot of these dancing scenes, there's actually no music. No music. Right. Yeah. So they, people just have to kind of dance to nothing, right. which makes it even more awkward and look even more ridiculous when there's music put to it. So, Tony realizes that he just messed up, and she introduces herself as Lois Scranton. Now, this lady's name is Michelle Nicastro, and every single time I've watched this episode, I've never realized where I know her from, and then I looked it up, and she is from one of my favorite movies, When Harry Met Sally. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, she is Amanda. So... When When Harry Met Sally opens, Sally is waiting for Harry to get in the car so they can drive across the country. That's Amanda. And Amanda is who he's making out with. That's his girlfriend. Oh, okay. she's sitting there waiting for them to stop kissing. Okay, I saw the Internet Movie Database that she was in When Harry Met Sally, but I didn't know what scene. I just didn't remember her. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, so I totally recognize her. Uh, um, Other than that, she did kind of a decent stint on... Santa Barbara, which I believe was a soap mm-hmm. opera for a while. Mm-hmm. And then On she, NBC, I think. Oh, really? I think. Then she was in one episode of the Tony Danza show in 1997. Not to be confused with the talk show. I guess he had an actual sitcom show called the Tony Danza show that ran for one season. Well, he must have really liked her. Yeah. Yeah, they must have kept in touch after that. But unfortunately, Nicastro died of breast and brain cancer on November 4th. 2010. So sad. I know, I know. I, I, she was, was 50. Like, like, I'll look at her up and like, oh, she was in Harry and Sally, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she's passed mm. away. So anyway, yeah, she was only 50 years old, so yeah, young. Yeah, very young. She had two children and was married to Steve Stark. Yes, which I also looked up because I work with a Steve Stark. Oh. So I thought maybe he was, maybe could have been a Steve Stark Jr. in this town. Right. You oh, never know. yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, but no relation. Okay. So as they're talking at the snack table, these two rowdy boys come up and start oh. shoving cookies in their pocket. These kids. And Tony's like, get out of here. And they leave the plate with one cookie on it. I know, those kids. Yeah. Now, Tony's coming on to her pretty hard. And he's like yep, he's looking her up and thick. down. And yeah. I feel like this is different than grocery store Tony from earlier when he was like just be just having smooth lines right yeah but like he was so smooth then yeah this is like, this is like <laughs> check out i'm you just know, gonna keep staring at your butt <laughs> take the car for a test drive before i buy it <laughs> see what's going on here then he's like oh you're a teacher right wow wow you're a teacher and he makes the reference that 
no wonder Johnny can't read. Or oh yes. So had Which to look you that up. Looked it up, yes. right? Yes, and it was a song by Don Henley that came out in 1982, and the song focused on illiteracy and was like used as kind of like a project to help get kids more interested in reading, but. We played a little bit of the video, mm-hmm. and it's basically this kid in school who can't concentrate because all the girls are so hot <laughs> that he doesn't learn how to read. <laughs> it has so, so much potential until that video came right. out, and where it's he's like, checking out the teacher. Right. And uh, so is yeah, it a teacher so, that's? No, they did. Well, they just show like all the girls. I mean, it could be. I don't think we made it through the entire video, honestly. The problem is Johnny's older. Like he should have started. Learning right. how to at read. This point, he's young. in high school at this point, so. I mean, there's there's yeah. a deeper problem right. with Johnny, and it's not really these girls' fault. Okay, Johnny. that's the dog. Okay, we're back. Why did we teach our dog <laughs> to ring a bell? <laughs> so yeah, I just kind of felt like the video is like, oh, these girls are so distracting, and so now Johnny can't read. But it's really Johnny's fault. You need to get it together, yeah. dude. Yeah, and, start teaching to read in like kindergarten, right? Preschool, yeah. So we'll play a little bit more of that at the end of this show for fun. So, okay, let me go back to my notes here. Okay, so now Samantha's getting pretty annoyed that he's over there talking to old Lady Scranton. And then they, so now they show like a few different shots of Tony and Lois standing there. And the cookies, look at the cookies. So there's like one cookie in one shot. And then when they go back to a shot, where we can see Samantha and Bobby in the background, there's a full plate of cookies. So the cookies kept disappearing and reappearing. Yes. I love stuff like that. I know, which I don't think you see a lot of, or we haven't yet. Yeah. In this show, a lot of like goofs where people are yeah, drinking a drink and the right. drink's full and empty and full and empty. Yeah, probably. But I don't know, maybe because. We need to pay more attention to a lot of the dinner scenes and uh, stuff because, yeah. We would notice that Angela's talking to plants, so I think we're paying attention pretty close. <laughs> We noticed that Mona doesn't know how to decorate or write on oh a cake. Oh my god, write on a cake, yeah. Okay, terrific. so uh, Bobby's like, oh, don't worry, they're just standing over there, no one's probably even noticing them. And then, right then, Tony and the teacher, teacher start dancing. Mm-hmm. So Sam's like, okay, dance me over to them, because I need to go talk to my dad. So Sam and Bobby kind of dance over to them, and Samantha gets Tony away from Lois for a minute, just long enough to say, like, please stop dancing with my teacher, Go wait in the car, go eat some cookies or drink punch or do something, but you're embarrassing me. Right. And then there's another funny moment here where when um, Bobby asks uh, her to dance and they're dancing for a while and he seems all nervous. She's like, oh, thanks for asking. He's like, don't mention it. And then when Tony's all done talking to Angela, I mean, Angela, Jesus, Samantha, <laughs> he turns around and he gets Bobby. He's like, okay, Bobby, this way, right, this right. way. Like, it's so funny. It's yeah. another one of those like cute, awkward moments know, with Bobby yeah. and Tony. Out of here. And then also when he <laughs> and wanted. And he just goes, he goes back over to, to Samantha. It's so funny. When he wanted to cut in, when he wanted to switch partners to begin with and dance with Samantha, he's like, can I cut in? And Bobby's like, what? And he's like, just right. switch partners. Right. <laughs> Poor Bobby. This is how so he nervous. knows that Bobby's not making a move at the end of the exactly. night. Exactly. At all. So, so Tony, what? No, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. So then at that point. Yeah. Tony tells Lois, like, oh, we're, you know, we're embarrassing the kids. Is there anywhere that we can just go and talk and not be noticed? Which is fine, but they're supposed to be chaperoning right. dance. <laughs> Right. And so far, so, two little kids have stolen a bunch of cookies right. and they've gotten away with it. And so they go behind. So she's like, oh, yeah, there's right b- backstage. So there's like a curtain area that appears to be some sort of stage without an actual stage because it's all like one level. So they go behind this curtain so that they can talk. I'm going to put talk in quotes. Talk. Now, Lois is pretty taken with Tony. I feel like Tony's... So Tony's line of I moved my daughter from Brooklyn to Connecticut to give her a better life is similar to like a really hot guy walking around with a puppy (laughs) because as soon as he pulls out that line, women just melt. So she's like, oh, it's so sweet that you would do that for your daughter. And they just start kissing. Now, the same kids who stole all the cookies are back. Oh, God, those two little beefy kids. <laughs> and they... Little jerks. They open the curtain so that 
all the kids at the school dance now see Tony and see Lois. Tony making his move. <laughs> Tony and old lady Scranton. Old lady Scranton kissing. just making out like teenagers behind the curtain. Right. No, I love that Tony, I mean, Lois immediately darts behind Tony. And yeah, what like, is that? Right. They already saw you and you're not naked. Like you're, <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what are you doing? It's too late. <laughs> right. So at home, Jonathan and Angela and Mona are playing a game. Um, Angela's in her relaxed evening wear of like a full pantsuit with a large oversized sweater. Yes. Very relaxing looking. And But even Mona's dressed like a yahoo. Wait, I don't even yeah, know what the she's, heck she's wearing either. I know like the, the shoulder lining on that sweater is like some sort of leather or something. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of material. <laughs> so but Jonathan has pajamas on. Jonathan's I know, but in a suite like you have in a robe. <laughs> right. It's an awesome red robe that I would love to have actually. Oh, and I just realized Samantha's wearing... So Samantha comes in. She's pretty angry about what happened at the dance. And she's yes. wearing the jacket that Angela got her for her birthday. Oh, is that what that yeah, jacket's that from? Yeah, that jacket's Very from. Very nice. Good catch. Um, her birthday. So she tells them that her dad basically embarrassed her in front of the entire school. And Tony's like, why? Because I kissed your teacher? Teacher and a it's little? Like, right. <laughs> he said a little. Kissed teacher a little. <laughs> I but mean, his tongue like, was down her throat. Right. But yes, yes, because you teach kissed her teacher even a little at the school dance. And then Jonathan says, you kissed, kissed old, old lady, lady. Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> and then Samantha's like, it wasn't just the kissing, it was everything else. To which Angela's like, everything else? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what happened? What, what were you doing in front of these children? But Samantha basically... And of course, Mona says, Tony, uh, you right. sound like my kind of chaperone. <laughs> of course. So Samantha's like, it wasn't, it was the kissing, it was the dancing, it was taking pictures, and that you were there. Mm, like, you yeah. had to be there. And Over you were, the top. right. You were everywhere I went. And so she's like, leave me alone. So here now we're seeing, you know, like Tony moved to Connecticut so that <clears throat> he would have a job where he would have time to be able to be there for Samantha, be involved in her life. And she's basically saying, I want you to go away. <laughs> right. Because and then too much. And then Jonathan's like, it's my cue to go to bed. And then right. he goes over to Tony. He says, I'll still like you. I know. That was really That was cute. actually very sweet. It was very sweet. <laughs> A sweet moment. So instead of Tony thinking that he had like completely overstepped, he's just like, I shouldn't have let her go on that date. <laughs> right. Which is completely missing the point. So, right. And then Angela explains to her, you need it's time to start letting go. Right. Which is kind of a sad sweet moment you right know? she's like you know you didn't let her go on the date you hovered everywhere and so you know and she says you know this mother and i had the same experience <laughs> and mona's like what are you talking about yeah. i couldn't wait to get rid of you <laughs> but angela's like you're not remembering correctly that you used to go to all the slumber parties and you always wanted to hang out with my friends and stuff and be part of the gang and, like, I wonder for Mona, like, was that really Mona not being able to let go of Angela or Mona not being able to let go of being a kid and being someone who's having fun at a slumber party? Eh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. And so, but also I think under a lot of Mona's, like, exterior, she does seem to have sort of a, like, a, a fear of abandonment. Probably because her husband died and she was sort of left to figure out the rest of her life on her own. But so I can see both where like she probably really didn't want to let go of Angela as much as she wanted to seem like she did. But also not wanting to let go of like being one of the cool kids and not mm, being good. old. Yeah, it's a good observation. So Angela's like, you, you know, and Mona says, all everybody loved me. And she's like, well, not everybody loved it. Like. You know, you don't realize and that she was, that Angela wasn't having a good time, that she would have liked to have had a little more freedom. So Tony goes up to talk to Sam, and um, Sam's lying on the bed. She's pretty angry still. And it looks like whatever we thought was a kiss poster last time in Samantha's, no, wait, what was that one? No, there was one poster I thought was a oh, kiss poster. In Eye on Angela, we thought that there was a kiss poster on the closet. That poster's gone. Right. But I did notice, which I could not 
confirm that it was a Kiss poster. Right, with some kind of rock band poster. But there is one poster that shows up. And actually, when we re-watch the episode tonight, I saw it again. It's a police poster. Nice. The band, The Police, Mm -hmm. and it's Synchronicity, which is a fantastic album. So, I mean, I guess I could see her listening to that. I mean, Synchronicity was a huge album, and that's one that has um, wrapped around your finger, Every Breath You Take. Right, right. And um, King of Pain, another huge song. That came out in 1983, and this was... 1985. Right, so it was probably, by the time this was recorded and everything, it was a huge album. Uh, Then, if you look on the wall behind... I'd love to have that poster. It's an awesome... (laughs) No, it's a good one. Order it. I don't know where we put it. We have no wall space, but... Man, it's expensive. I looked it up. Um, So then, over... Tony's other shoulder from the poster is what looks like a giant belt hanging on the wall. But I couldn't (laughs) really tell, but it looks like. Anyway, so Tony apologizes for ruining her night, and Samantha explains that, like, she really does like having him around, but it's just that it seems like he's always there. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't really, you know, he... Um, She makes the point to say that he's the coach of her baseball team, her soccer team, and her basketball team. So he's like, well, do you want me to give any of those up? And she's like, no, I actually like having you there. Just like, can you not hover quite I'd be there so much. Right. But the one thing she does want him to give up is old lady Scranton. (laughs) Yeah, it's old lady Scranton. And Tony's like, but I really like her. And I think he even makes like a hips (laughs) shape with his hands as he's saying Oh, are you serious? I don't know. It looked like he makes some kind of gesture about her. And so Sam asks if they will just sneak around then until she's out of the sixth grade. So yeah, that he does at least, do some kind of thing like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shape yeah. thing. So they make up. He's going to sneak around with old lady Scranton and everything will be fine. But don't worry. We're never going to see that actress again. Yes. So Lois Scranton never appears on the show yeah, again. So whatever. She doesn't uh, add up. She doesn't match up. Yeah, no, whatever dating happened, it happened off screen. Then, so at the very end, part of, oh, and I I skipped this, but one of the things that Mona was saying was that she led all the seances for the slumber parties and stuff when Angela was a kid. So the tag, which is kind of disjointed from the rest of the episode, but I feel like they probably just didn't really have anything else to wrap up with. So Mm -hmm. it's cute. Mona's leading a seance and they're trying to get Angela to do it. And she's like, I don't believe in this. This is dumb. And Tony says, oh, yeah. Tony says, not everything is explainable. Look at boy George. Right. The the, the terrible dig at boy George. I know. So, like, that's definitely a joke that wouldn't happen today. But it is interesting that in 1985, it was completely fine to just kind of make a dig at boy George. Yeah, I can see that be completely appropriate on a side note television show on a side note i was completely in love with boy george from Mm. the ages like eight to ten i'm pretty sure around (laughs) then i dressed up like him for halloween one year i had post every poster i could find of him on my wall i loved boy george (laughs) now they're trying to figure out who to conjure up, and Tony's, <laughs> Tony decides that they're going to go for Uncle Vinny, his Uncle Vinny, because Uncle Vinny still owes him money anyway. So Aunt Mona's doing her thing, and the to- table starts floating, and Angela's like, okay, whatever, I get it, it's a big joke, and she gets upset, and she leaves. And they're like laughing, like, oh, great job, Jonathan. And Jonathan comes in from the kitchen door, and is like, are you guys ready to do the trick on Mommy? Yeah. So it wasn't Jonathan under the table. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, who was it? It was Grover. It was no one. It was Uncle Vinny. I get it. It was Uncle Vinny who didn't want to pay him the 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> All right. So that is it. That is the end of Double Date. All right. Let's, do you want to do an episode rating first? You know, it was funny. I was looking ahead in my notes, and I kind of forgot about the ending, and I was... When I was looking ahead to try to keep up, I saw my notes, Uncle Vinny was there. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? So, but now I realize it. My, I, I'm I a mess you. with these notes. Oh, wait, you have the credits going. Will you look and see what it says for Bobby? Um, 
I know uh, you need more words on no, the note. No, yeah, right. Because at the time, I'm like, I'll remember what right, that I'll means. Remember Uncle, Uncle Vinny, Vinny was means. there. Yeah. Well, I know, I know he was there. He was under the table. <laughs> um, what am I looking at for the credits? If it says Bobby Walsh or Bobby Michelson. Bobby, Bobby Walsh. Walsh. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Tony Tony Danza is just making up names on the fly here. I feel and like. they let it happen. Of course, because he's Tony Danza. He's running the show. He's the boss. Um, okay. So I'm going to go first with rating. Okay. That's fine. And I'm going to give this an eight. Eight A-O-O-A's. Yeah. Eight A-O-O-A's. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Any any reasoning? Reason? Or I don't, it made me laugh more than I thought it mm-hmm. would. Um, they did some cute stuff with like the pictures. I just really love the chemistry between Tony and Bobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did I. Um, I thought the Angela and Samantha moments were very sweet. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wish we would have gotten, you know, even more of those throughout the years. So I like that we saw that. Um, you know, I thought it was cute. It was a cute little well-rounded story. No, I agree. I actually I had some literal I literally laughed out loud. Yeah. I know. You know what I mean? Which I mean, I do in every episode, but there are just moments where I really laughed out loud, which is why I gave it an eight and a half. Wow. An I extra did. I, AO. Yeah. I did, <laughs> I did uh, enjoy this episode. <laughs> and it gets an AO OAAO or something. Yes. Um, so yeah, eight eight point five. I thought for right. this one, right. I really thought it was a good episode. It was funny. Peter Billingsley was great in it yeah, as yeah. Bobby Walsh or <laughs> Bobby Walsh Michelson. Michelson. <laughs> Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Who do you think the boss is? Angela is the boss. Okay. Yep. Angela is the boss because I feel like she was kind of running things through this whole thing. She was gonna help. Help Samantha when when uh, Bobby was going to ask her out. Um, you know, Tony was kind of a dope through the whole thing. I thought <laughs> with the camera, and then he <laughs> ended up making out with old lady Scranton, right. and then the curtain and all that stuff. So um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Angela. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, but I'm going to add in a Samantha because okay. I feel like runner up. Yeah, yeah, because. For the same reasons, like, Angela got Tony to agree to let her go out on the date. Angela stressed that he needed to stop hovering so much. But Samantha also made, you know, her boundaries clear and what she needed from him. So I felt like he kind of learned from her also in this episode. Mm, That's good. Yeah, all right. So we've hit the end. Next time, we are going to discuss episode 19 called Tony's father-in-law oh interesting yes so we're gonna meet anything about this really okay I don't remember yes um we are going to meet what was Marie Marie was her name Marie's father so Tony's late wife I mean, I'll probably remember it when I see it, but... Yeah, I think you'll probably remember who plays the father-in-law, because he was pretty famous at the time. Okay, yeah. Which we'll go over next time. All right. All right, so you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram, send us a direct message, or just comment on one of the posts, let us know anything that we missed, or anything you'd like to hear on future episodes, or you can go to anchor.fm slash WTV. TBB podcast, and there you can leave a voice message. All right, so let's hear this. Let's hear Johnny Can't Read. Yes, this week's song is uh, Johnny Can't Read from Don Henley. I, you know what's funny is I'm big on music, and I know a lot of songs, and I remember listening to the radio with my dad back in the day. We'd play the local rock station all the time. I do not remember this song. <laughs> Maybe because I, I realized it was just kind of sexist. I guess I just I I mean I know a lot of Don Henley songs I know Eagle yeah. songs. Um, yeah, this was part of Boys of Summer was one of his bigger songs, which probably came out somewhat shortly after this. Yeah, so this this song was uh, his first si- solo single release. So you which know, which I thought Boys of Summer was. So that tells you what I know. And it never actually made it into the top forty. It like it did well best. on some lists but yeah never made it to the billboard's top 40 all right let's hear it 
All right. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell all your friends and give you a big pat on the back. Later, Johnny.